This podcast is sponsored by Great White Hot Sauce. It's a small batch, handmade hot sauce, made specially for you. So if you like hot sauce, you'll love Great White Hot Sauce. It's the hot sauce that bites back. Find it at www.trygreatwhite.com. Well, here we are at episode 57. Wow, we have a long way to go. So in this episode, to celebrate episode 57, well, we're not really. Just thought I'd pique your interest. Really has nothing to do with episode 57. It's just another episode. But on this episode, we have a new co-host for the night. Filling the Ed McMahon chair, the co-host, the sidekick. Jack's not here. So we're going to bring in the new guy. I'm sure he'll do well. Enjoy. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. The KOFB Studio presents Milk Crates and Turntables, a music discussion podcast hosted by Scott McLean with his co-host, Jack Calabrese. Now, let's talk music. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. You know the name, so I'm not going to say it. We're streaming live right now over YouTube Facebook and Twitter. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't done so yet, hit the like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, let you know when we go live. It's usually every Wednesday night, the same time. Sometimes it's uh, seven thirty, sometimes eight o'clock. Summer nights are going to get a little difficult for viewers. Uh, you know, people want to do other things. Our best viewership usually hypes up in the winter. People are in lockdown, but, uh, you know, summer is summer and the live stream is just a means to an end. It's all about the podcast. Anyways, no offense to the viewers, people that tune in and watch. So this week we start a new chapter in the milk crates and turntables podcast. We have the Ed McMahon chair. In the past, I called it the Joan Rivers chair, but that would mean that Johnny Carson, the host, was out of town. Since I'm the host, and Jack is the co-host, and Ed McMahon is the co-host, or was the co-host, of The Tonight Show, whenever he got out of town, somebody filled it for him. Usually it was Doc Severinsen, right? For all you uh, baby boomers listening, Doc Severinsen always came from the band and Sat down next to Johnny. I don't know if they ever had another uh, co-host, guest, host, co, guest, co, host. Eh. Anyways. <laughs> well, I have one now. Yeah. Nice guy. Nice guy. He bought me a couple slices of pizza the other day, so I gave him the job. See how easy I am? See how easy I am? Just like that. Yeah. Ah, there, Mark Smith's in the house. Okay. 
All we need is uh, Perry Dedovich, and, and the show is complete. I can go home. Well, I am home. I'm in my home studio. But uh, without further ado, let me bring on the, 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 the not the new co-host, but the guest co-host in the Ed McMahon chair, my new buddy, Tom Spallone. What's up, Scott? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good. Is it Spallone or Spallone? No E. Shorty. Stallone. So, like, like Stallone. Okay. So th- that's interesting. That's interesting. See, I started thinking about these uh it's kind of these kind of things that you you and, and and my co-host Jack have in common. Let me see. His last name is Calabrese, or it could be Calabrese. How does he pronounce it? He, he he says he doesn't care. His brother went through high school, and they called him Jim Calabrese. Jack went through high school right after him. It was Jack Calabrese. So it doesn't like he really doesn't care. He's like, yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter. But I, I just started looking at the uh, the 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 uh, what can I say? There's a lot of uh, crossover here. So Jack's a uh, an Italian guy from the Northeast, bald, plays guitar, is laid back, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, well, listen, I, I can't get away from you, bald Italian laid back guys that play guitar. <laughs> like what are the what are the odds of that? Yeah, what are the odds? Yeah, they're pretty good, I think. <laughs> I live in Italy. <laughs> Evidently, you just but, just throw but, a dart, and I'm going to hit a bald Italian guy that's laid back and plays guitar <laughs> up north. Exactly. And I used so, to have a goatee. That that would be the thing. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, I, I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I waffle sometimes. Go go with the goatee. Sometimes not. You know. All right. But I tell you, right. you are a, you are a cheap date. You know, only, only, only <laughs> two, slices two slices of pepperoni. Of pizza, I'm, I'm all in. yours. <laughs> well, you got the job. You got the job, buddy. <laughs> so, Tom, you um, you jumped right in a couple of weeks ago when I uh, when I had mentioned on the podcast that I'm looking for somebody to kind of just fill in for Jack. He's a busy man right now. He's sailing the seven seas or some shit like that. You know, yeah, enjoying yeah. Cro- life. Croatia, you, know? you said, yeah. Hey, somewhere down. I don't know. He <laughs> he popped up today on Facebook. Some some country i don't know he's over there <laughs> he took a cruise and uh yeah you, you jumped right in and you sent me some of your uh your background and uh you have a podcast i do tell I us do. about it well uh, if you'll allow me to give you a, a kind of a, a quick history buddy of- this is your introduction to the milk crates world <laughs> do, do i have an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> it's sure i'm all about the time well, yeah, I guess I, I, you know, just uh, for context, I can, I can give you a, a, a little history. This whole thing started for me actually. I, I read a book um, about twenty years ago now uh, by an author. He's an investigative reporter called uh, uh, Ted Conover. Uh, he wrote a book called New Jack Guarding Sing Sing. Uh, it's a book about uh, an investigative. Um, report on being a correction officer at Sing Sing prison. And, uh, this guy, this author, he's a, he's a, um, he's an author. He's also a, a professor of literature at, uh, NYU in New York. And, um, 
he he used to write articles. You know, he's a, a um, you know, just just a, a writer that tries to sell his stuff. That's how we right. started out, and um, you know, a freelance type of thing. And he used to get uh, sell some articles to the New Yorker magazine, and he he asked them uh, if they would be interested in an article on uh, what it's like to be a correction officer at Sing Sing Prison. And yeah, they're, they're all for it. So he approached Sing Sing Prison and asked them if he could interview whomever, right? And they just flat out said, no, you're not coming in here. You're not coming into a prison and poking around and seeing how we do things here. And he tried for months and months and months. They wouldn't let him go. Uh, so what he did was he found an end around and he applied for the job as a correction officer. And he was hired. He went through the whole training and they actually placed him at Sing Sing Prison as a correction officer. And he, he, he was behind the scenes, investigator reporting, you know. And uh, he did that for almost a year. And, he, you know, he got the scoop and he wrote a book about it. Fantastic book. It's, uh, like I said, New Jack, New Jack, Guarding Sing Sing by Ted Connolly. Great book. Anyway, that stuck with me for years. Then... A couple years ago, I moved from New York to Florida and looking for a gig. And uh, my wife tells me, like, well, the post office is uh, is hiring. Uh, whatever, you know. And uh, so I was like, well, this could be a, I, I'm kind of a writer. I'm a musician. I, I do everything. Uh, but I thought, why don't I do what this guy did? Why don't I get the job and I'll get inside. And everyone wonders about what goes on in the post office. I figure, oh, let me go in. I'll get a job. And I'll take notes and I'll write a book about it. And that's exactly what I did. And shameless plug. Here's my book. Here's my book. Going Postal. <laughs> all right. Uh, available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any place uh, online you can get a book. I wrote a book. All right. Uh, yeah. So a little while later, getting to Mark Smith, my good friend of uh, how long we know each other, Mark. 35, 40 years. I don't even know. Long time. Uh, and uh, Perry Didovich, as well as Lou Coluccio, Coluccio, another Italian name that even Italians can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> they have a podcast called uh, Music Relish Podcast. Yeah. And yeah. They, discuss, uh, they discuss music. And um, I listened to them. I thought, oh, that's great. I would love to start a podcast of my own. I just don't know what to talk about, to be honest with you. And, um, so Mark and Lou actually suggested, well, yeah, start a podcast. I, I think people would like to hear about, uh, you know, the postal service and, and, and people, the, the, the stories behind the postal service. And I thought, ah, you know, I wrote a book and I, it took me, it took me a year, a year and a half, you know, from beginning to end. I'm like, ah, I'm done with it. I wrote a book, you know, uh, that's enough for me. I don't need to explain it anymore. You want to know about it? Buy the book. Oh, it's also exactly. available. You know what I mean? It's also available on uh, in, in audio version, which I highly recommend because it's narrated by me you there know, you go. Uh, on Audible. Um, but then I thought thought podcast about the mail at the Postal Service. Why don't I hijack my own thing and talk about going postal? And I'm, I'm a fan of true crime and and just social social situations on why people you know, might lose their shit. Like, like and you, you see it every day. And I'm not talking about, you know, mass murderers or, or, or serial killers. That that's another thing I'm talking about. 
the guy who's in line at the grocery store and like we we've all been there and it's like how how long is this going to fucking take you know but the guy who loses his shit and starts unleashing on people and loses his mind and gets and cops are called and people are you know that type of thing so my podcast is about that is about uh stories about people that just snap and go crazy and, i listened uh, to i and i had listened to a few of the episodes and i think we talked about this um there's an episode and they're not long. They're, they're like 20 minute episodes, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, the one episode about the, uh, the, the one guy that puts mayonnaise on the other guy's food and the other guy freaks out and fucking right. kills the guy. Right. Cause he put mayonnaise right. on his food. He didn't just kill him. He ran him over like three ran times, three times. Like, they were at a bar. They were at a bar drinking and eating and, and, and his friend squirts mayonnaise on the guy's food. Freak uh, the fuck. Out. Well, evidently, and, <laughs> evidently, he ran he the said, dude over. Yep, went outside. They, you know, they were going home or whatever. And I guess he got in his car, ran him over three times, and then got, then got on the phone and called the guy's brother and said, "Oh, by the way, I just killed your brother." You know, yeah. boom, you know, yeah. that type of thing. It's yeah, fascinating. Fuck Hellman's. <laughs> That's what I, hey, by the way, anybody out there, if you ever if you ever at a restaurant with me. <laughs> and we're at a, a bar or, you know, whatever, we're, we're watching a game. Feel free to put mayonnaise on my food. I've, I, I, listen, there's not enough mayonnaise in the world. That's all I'm saying. Not enough mayonnaise. I will not kill you for putting mayonnaise on. Now, if you put mayonnaise on my chicken palm, we might have a little bit of an issue. See, but I would I'm probably saying. eat it. I would probably eat it. You'll be pissed, but you'll <laughs> eat it. <laughs> you scrape it off. Scrape it off. Yeah. Well, I get my bumper all bloody <laughs> because of that. So um, you have a, a, a little bit of a music background? I do. I do. My whole life has been this way. I, I, uh, uh, I, want, I wanted that to be my career. And I, I'm 60 years old. I'm still trying somewhat. I have, I have music uh, uh, right now. I've been producing um, ambient music. Okay. I've tried it all. I've been in any band. I've done it all. You know? Please. Am- it's all good, music. man. Yeah, so I'm producing ambient music. It's available on uh, all the all the streaming services, Pandora, and all that all that stuff. So just look look up my name if you care. If you want to go to sleep, it's good for uh, you know little little white noise background, and you put that on, and and maybe you go to sleep. There you go. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, I have to, I have to uh, I have to get that out. Um, yeah, I, I I actually went to school for audio engineering, and I did that for a while until. Uh, the early '90s, when the, the the whole music scene kind of dropped out from the from the from the business point of view, you know, I mean, maybe right. maybe there was other. Uh, I know I know grunge and hip hop kind of took off in the '90s, but the what what maybe you and I grew up as the '60s and the '70s, where people were pumping out albums every year and maybe every six months, that yeah. stopped. And and from the business point of view, I worked for a I worked for places that you know. They got to pay rent. They got they got a lot of machinery, a lot of things that they need. They need music to be coming in and churned out, and it and it just stopped, you know. And so, you know, I I, I retooled and re uh, rediscovered myself, you know, for, for and, the and seventeenth time. Is Mark Smith did the same thing? He did. We worked in the same place, a place called Cassette yeah. Productions. There was it was a mass cassette duplication plant where uh, there'd be a music release and and. A piece of music, a work of music, is remastered wherever it goes. If it if it wants to have uh, uh, um, LPs pressed, 
it's remastered there for the LP, for the, for the criteria of the medium at hand, LP. It's a different story than a cassette. You got to tweak things a little bit more. And then CDs came along. You got to tweak things a little bit more. And so we used to work at a, a, at a, a mass uh, cassette production place where uh, I kind of, I was there, then I wore my way out and he came in and, and uh, kind of took over. So, yeah. Do you like yeah. sit in there with white gloves? Is this like, you know, uh, it's like, like you see in the touching the tapes or, or is it just yeah. a, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. No, not white gloves, but there was, there, there's, if you've ever seen cassette duplication, uh, I've really uh, never seen one. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating where you have, you have multi-level stacks of what they used to call pancakes, like, like reels of cassette tape. And you would put the, you would put the, the, the pancake, but then you'd have to string the tape through the heads, through, through the recording heads, uh, and uh. then string it on the other side. And you would have, I don't, Mark, tell, tell me, I forget, like eight on one side, eight on another side. And you have to, and you did that all day long for that. That was a job of, 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 of part of the uh, plant. And this is way, I, I mentioned this to Mark during COVID. What we used to do, because you used to take the tape, the cassette tape, and string it through the machine. And in order to get it to wrap around the, the, the puck to, to have it take up, you have to lick your thumbs, put it on put it on the tape, eh, and then you're like this. And you do that a million <laughs> times. A and I'm like, who's licking their fingers anymore? <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be long. something bad there. All, uh, right. All day long with, with iron oxide tape. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, I, I don't think <laughs> you know, that's just made of licorice. Chrome chrome tape, and there you are licking your fingers a you're million licking, times a day. Yeah. Hey, you'll end up like those like those ladies that fucking did the lead. The, 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 they, they worked in the factory, and they were making, yeah. like, I don't know what they were doing, bullets or something. Then they got this lead, and they were painting themselves with it, and it became yeah. like, oh, look at that. And they all died of cancer. Yeah, I'm up. waiting. I'm waiting. No, oh, God, for God. <laughs> listen, you just got the chair, buddy. You just got the chair. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Let me see. Moxman says, I learned that the cassette shell is what made a blank tape the best, not the tape itself. Ah, well, you know what? Growing up, we did our own mixtapes before they even had a name for them. Right. They were never called mixtapes back in the day. It was just a, it's like a, you know, just random songs. Like, Hey, I got my cassette. Right. And you, you, you knew like Max L had different levels of cassettes. Some were heavier, some were nice right. from, then you get like a TDK and it's like fucking kind of flimsy. You could squeeze the plastic together almost, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you always knew like the, the, the Max L gold, I think it was, was a really good cassette to, 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 uh, Make your mixtape on. At least that's what I thought. Right. Huh, well, I used, to, uh, I used to record songs off the radio. You know, you had your boom box, yeah. the cassette thing in there. And, oh, so, you know, Roundabout by Yes is coming on. Boom, hit, you hit record. You know what uh, I mean? Buddy, I had the Techniques turntable with the <laughs> Sansui 100-watt receiver and the Marantz double cassette, you know, uh, uh, a deck and... The Bose 301s, and I would be, I'd be dropping that needle, and I'd be cutting songs, and yeah, I, I, I did the radio thing back in the yeah. day, but I, I was, yeah, I was a, the, a perfectionist. You had those, you had those Bose 301s. Is it true you, you, you can't, 
you can't blow those up or <laughs> fucking couldn't, couldn't blow them dude <laughs> i love those things i loved really? i loved those 301s yeah 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 great wow. sound they're light and yeah. you, it was hard to blow those things and i tried that sansui 100 watt receiver now we find out decades later that i'll just say like that sansui 1000 i got one sitting right over there um is 100 watts but technically by today's standards it's like 140 watts yeah because technology figured out the ampage and the wattage a lot to, to, to a more defined number Right. So when they were saying, yeah, your amp is a, you receive is a hundred Watts back then it was a hundred right. today. It's a lot louder. So you know, when you play it, if they were to measure the Watts, it would be more than a hundred. But right. anyways, right. anyways. Yeah. So Tom, um, you, you live down here in Boca, right? Yeah. 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 And, and I can see that your studio is not air conditioned. I, I, uh, it's, it's, it's hot. For the people listening, hot as, this it's poor guy. Listen, do. this is fucking dedication. This is fucking dedication right here. This guy, it's his first night in the seat. He's bald. He's got the fucking red bandana. He's wiping his head down. He's in his garage. It, it was like 90 today. It's hot as balls. And he, he's and in just, there, buddy. And another, yeah, and another just, rainstorm just came by, so it's it's steamy hot. Just, you know, I used to, I used to have, uh, I had one of those big, um, uh, um, mobile air conditioning. I bought it. It was like 400 bucks. I put it in the garage. I figured, well, cause this is my kind of like my studio That's where I hang out because you know, my wife kicks me out. So, you know, I hang out here and I figured ah, it's worth it, you know, but it takes a long time to, to get it down to get it down to 72, maybe. All right. Listen, right? buddy, I got a guy. Okay. <laughs> I got a guy. I'm dead serious. I got a guy. He puts in he'll he does the split units, the split ACs, yeah. the ductless yeah. ACs, right? Yeah. Listen, yeah. I got that thing right up there. This is it's fucking it's 70 in here right now. And oh. this is I converted my garage. This is a two car garage. Right. I converted it to my okay. studio. Okay. I'll hook you up with this guy. He'll get yeah. you in, he'll get you in a nice AC unit. And you and I, maybe 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 you get the price. I, I can't promise you get the well, price. <laughs> listen, well here here's the thing. I had and and this is still a functioning well garage. garage we don't keep the cars yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, we don't keep the cars in here, but it's still. And so you know, my wife comes in. Boop! There goes the garage door open. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck! Yeah. I gotta wait another hour and a half for this thing. Uh, so it's, it's I mean, pissing against I, the I, ocean. So, Exactly. So I just kind of, just kind of deal with it. Oh, so I lose another pound sitting here. That's a big deal. <laughs> so uh, we, we, we just got a comment. I, I'll actually, I'll actually uh, display this one for you. Here you go. From Louis Colicchio. Colicchio. Hey, Paisan, it's Colicchio. Colicchio. Yeah. Where's Perry tonight? I saw him, I thought. Is he here? Don't let me down, Perry. Come on, man. Where are you? I didn't see. I don't see him. I don't see him. I don't see him. All right. All right. I get it. Maybe well, he's they jealous. Have, like I said, they, you know, they have their podcast, um, uh, hey, Music Relish podcast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they talk music. It's worth it's worth the visit. Those guys, I, I checked it out and they, they definitely, uh, well, I could tell they knew what they were talking about just by the comments. Yeah, they I know, know more than I've, I do. And, and, and I, I certainly, and, and certainly I'm no, uh, I'm no Jack. <laughs> Senator, I am no Jack, but 
I could have a conversation with you if you'd like. So <laughs> Louis, Louis has Perry tied to a chair. And uh, Mark's drinking Tito. Mark Smith, he likes that Tito's. Likes that Mark Tito's. Smith, Mark Smith is it's, a fucking drunk. He's a well, drunk. He's, well, he's on his fourth Tito's. He says that every episode, except the fourth gets a little usually... When he first started watching, the fourth Tito's was about like, uh, you know, around an hour and 10 minutes. Right. Right. Now we're like 20 minutes into it and he's in his fourth Tito. Right. So, all right. Hey. Right. <laughs> I get, I get the text messages. Well, what do you do when you just finish your first bottle of wine? Do you, and, and it's like nine 30 at night. Do you open another one or you just call it a night? What do you do? There you, know, you go. So, <laughs> so <clears throat> I don't know if you're a basketball fan, but, um, I watched the uh, game one. I've watched them all, and the game is on tonight, Celtics and Golden State. So yeah. game one of the NBA Finals um, was in Golden State, and they 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 opened up with, now to do the national anthem, San Francisco, the Bay Area's own Neil Schoen. Oh, um, really? Here we go, right? This guy proceeds, number one, he looks, you know, I've said that he looks like fucking Joan Rivers. Dude's had more work on his face. Exactly. Yeah. It's tight. Like he's smiling. Yeah. You see the line go through his cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he's had the hair, yeah. you know, well, he had the hair plugs put in decades ago. He knew he was going bald in the eighties. And right. all of a sudden you see him, he's got this big bushy hair like he did in the seventies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, he plays this rendition of the national anthem. That was fucking horrendous. Really? Fucking horrible. I mean, it was, I'm listening to this thing and he's, you know, down, 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 like, oh, dude, no, no, no. And he went on and on and played this thing. Yeah. And when he was done, fucking nobody applauded. It was really, <laughs> it's really like in the places like sold out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So and it's a big stage Perry. at that point. And yeah. this dude just shit the bed like Amber Heard. <laughs> just just shit the bed like Amber Heard. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, it was horrible. God. Did, oh, have you man. ever seen Journey in concert? I have not. I, I, I am a Journey fan from way back. Um, I would have rather, you know, Steve Perry, if they're going to call somebody, call him to sing the damn thing uh but you know i did buy you know steve perry came out with that his solo album a year ago two years ago yeah. something like that horrible yeah horrible I, uh, I i i bought a cd listened to it this is shit and i said to to, to mark smith I go, if this is your i put it right in the mail it's yours i don't even i don't even want it it's horrible like i couldn't believe it I saw videos of him on YouTube. He would pop up at people's shows. Like he's friends with a lot of people in the industry and the music. And he would pop up and, uh, and just do like a, a song. It was like his comeback thing. He'd make this appear. Yeah. Oh, look who's there, yeah. Steve. And yeah. he would come out and do like, Oh, Sherry or whatever. Yeah. And it, 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 it was a big, uh, yeah. Hey, you yeah. knew it wasn't. He's he's never gonna get that voice back yeah. the way he had it. Yeah. But yeah. I saw Journey uh, a few years ago up in West Palm, um, and it, it had to be, if not every song, every other song. 
Neil Schoen, number one, he's in South Florida. He's got a fucking leather jacket on. <laughs> like, you know, the headband, like, like yeah. he's in an arena. And yeah, yeah, yeah. he did not hesitate to walk to the front of the stage, do his guitar thing, like, yeah, look at me, look at me. Like, yeah. this is my band. And then, like, yeah, yeah. walk back. If they did 17 songs, he did it at least 15 times. Walks yeah. to the front of the stage, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, they were good. They were good. But it's Journey. Like, Journey, as I say, is like the Hoover Dam. You only have to see them once. Right, right. There's certain bands that you'll see, Hall & Oates, you don't really have to see them twice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, well, you know, and then the, I think you've, you've discussed this, but you know, I, I, I've gotten to the point where it's, if you gave me journey tickets to, you know, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go. It's, it's hard to go to shows anymore. You know, I mean, it's gotta be a big deal, you know, for me to go because it's just so uncomfortable with the, just the crowds and the, it's just, I don't know. It's yeah. I'm going to see uh tomorrow night uh, with my wife going to see uh, tears for fears Ah, with uh garbage. So it's a good double bill actually. <laughs> yeah. It's a good double bill. Have- yeah. I, you know, I, I give them credit. I have not heard the, the, the new album that they have out. Um, it's good. But I give them, is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good. The, yeah. These guys. So I had asked Jack a few, a uh, few episodes back. Um, would you rather see, let's just say like a band like Tears for Fizz in the eighties when they were young and pumped up and, and energetic and, you know, and they were, they were playing their music or do you want to see them now when they're more laid back and they're more produced and they're more conscious of the sound in concert or do you want that young energetic group what, what would you rather see if you had a choice i'm torn on that because it's not just tears for fears it's any other band that you know say from the 70s or early 80s that uh if they were to go out now boy you know they've got the technology behind them and you know you're you know it's going to sound good you know what i mean or or at least Maybe not the maybe not the uh, the audible uh, uh, level is good depending upon where you're sitting, but you know that they're they're filling in things that that there may have been holes back thirty years ago. You know, another guitar player, another keyboard player, or just you know synthesized things in the background that it sounds great. You know, it, it, there's no holes there. So I, I don't know. I, I'm torn. Now. You know, you just see that new like you two when they were younger were just there was an energetic show, you know, and it right. was, but then when you see them in the nineties, then you see them in the two thousands, it's a more, they've always had a produced show. Like a, a friend mm-hmm. once told me, if you see you two in Boston, you'll see the same show in California. Yeah. Like they always just put on kind of that same in every show yeah. they have some, like they would, there was this thing where they, this kid would come out of the crowd and his, his name was like world peace or something. And, you know, at the moment you think you're seeing something and the fucking kids, like he's in Philadelphia the next night. <laughs> yeah. Cause they didn't really yeah. have back then. They didn't really have the, 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 the cell phones to the technology of, and then YouTube and Hey, wait yeah. a minute. That's the same fucking show, you yeah, know, yeah. but it was a good well, show. A- they put on a good show, but. Well, you know, I would guess the more complicated uh, of a show, like you have, uh, you know, say a, a, a Madonna, you know, or something, she's going to put on her show and it's so choreographed lighting, uh, uh, you know, 
triggers and it's got to be the same thing every night. It can't, it can't, they can't just say, Hey, let's stop it. Let's do this song. That's not going to happen. With, yeah. You with see a show like that. It's, you know? it's a production. It's yeah. definitely a production, you know, but that's what people want to go to see the dancing and the choreography. Yeah. Well, right. not this person, but right. You know, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, 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 let me see. Uh, Perry says, uh, good bill Tis new album is good. They're 60 now still writing good songs. Mark Smith said, yeah. New Tears for Fears is great. Yep. Uh, Neil Schoen has gotten better as a guitarist. Phenomenal. Oh, no one ever doubted his ability as a guitar player. Yeah. It's uh, it's just his he's his ego, I think. His ego. Yeah. It, I mean, okay, Journey. Okay. Okay. You, you know Pete Townsend. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're the guy with Journey. And that that's probably, I would put them on a tier two. Right? Where would you rate Journey? A tier one, tier two, tier three? Uh, I'll go I'll go one and a half. <laughs> I mean they're a they were a big they go a big business. They were there's just a big business. I used to play Journey uh pinball machine, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? So that, I wouldn't put them uh, in the uh in the tier one though. I wouldn't yeah. put them on tier are they, one. Are they uh in the uh the Hall of Fame? Probably journey all right i'm yeah. i'm pretty sure they are i think they are although you know what i'm not sure i'm not sure if they are journey dave phillips says journey is tier five this coming from a guy that fucking likes matchbox 20 get off my show dave phillips get off my show just log out right now let's get out i'm kicking you out of my show tier matchbox 20 <laughs> Toto, Mark Smith puts Toto over Journey. Yikes! Wow. Oh yeah. There's some Journey haters out here. That could have struck <laughs> a nerve with the audience. I don't know. Hey, um, so I asked Jack and I kind of kicked this around. Um, what do you think, or what is your favorite? So, you know, Jack likes to split hairs. If I said, what's the best? Beatles solo album. And then he mm. says something and I disagree him. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what you asked. There we go. So I have to be very specific with Jack, but just in a roundabout way, what do you think is the best Beatles solo album? Well, can I can I just hijack this for just a second? Yeah, hey, listen, we got plenty of time. <laughs> because you told me you told me you were going to discuss this, and so I thought, uh, well, let me let me let me look some things up here. Yeah. And to my to my surprise, I had no idea. Do you know how many solo albums Ringo Starr has out? Take a <laughs> Ringo guess. Ringo has a boat. <laughs> He's got to have at least ten. He's got twenty. Yeah, twenty solo albums. The, the breakdown is this. McCartney has 27, Ringo Starr 20, Harrison 12, and Lennon 10. Now, I, 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 you know, I give a pass to the other guys, but Ringo Starr, 20 albums? You know, they, the Beatles broke up 50 years ago. That, that's like an album every two and a half years, something like that. What is he putting? I haven't heard, you know, it, I don't know. No, he's, you he's, could he's say, putting, yeah. He's putting out... <laughs> 
He's putting out as, as much music as the, as the real musicians. Oh. Yeah, name, uh, name <laughs> one album other than his, his debut album called Ringo. No, no. <laughs> but you got to no. admit, Ringo, I think he has more top 40 songs. I could be wrong. I know he holds, he has one of these things over the rest of them. It's either the most top 40 songs or the really? most top 10. Yeah, he has something. Or he was the first one to get a, a, a top 10 hit when they broke up. Or it was something to that yeah. effect. Well, something to that effect. All I know effect. is, is, is uh, no, 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 he shouldn't write songs no more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, uh, we, we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Um, but I, I kind of, you know, I, I don't mind Ringo's songs. I, I really yeah. don't. I, I don't yeah. mind Ringo's songs. I think they're, they're poppy. They're very Beatle-ish. He never really deviated. You know, he never went beyond that kind of quirky sound that that uh, that the Beatles could have in those moments. Like those are the songs that he was involved in. You know, yeah. um, uh, is he get writing by with them? a little I help mean, from my friends? Know. It's very happy and cheerful and Ringo. Yeah. You know? yeah. Did you know that the original lyrics to uh, in that in that song, uh, "Little Help." Uh, it said, what would you do if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and throw tomatoes at me? That was the original lyric. And he said, fuck that. These motherfuckers <laughs> going to throw shit at me when I sing that. And he, that's what he said. He didn't say it like I just said it. I'm sure. Yeah. So Ringo's very yeah, more yeah. polished, a little more polished than they. But he said, no, I'm not going to sing that because they will throw tomatoes at me. He was afraid of that. Wow. He, so that's why he they changed the lyric. Yeah. He'd rather they walk out on him. <laughs> yeah. He'd rather instead of getting tomatoes thrown at him. And you know, people would have, you know, people yeah. would have, but, uh, but back, back to the question, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, 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 fall back on, I arguably what most people's, uh, is the Harrison, you know, all things must, uh, must pass. I think that's my favorite. I, I couldn't really, I mean, I had a, had a couple of McCartney ones throughout the years, but mm, I don't know. It's just, it's really the, the, the George Harrison, um, all things must pass. I think so, for me, I guess it's, it's the 50th anniversary of that album and his son who's, who made a great living off of being George Harrison's son. Um, he's, he, he's remastering it and he's, uh, he's reengineering it. Uh, He's not changing anything. Like he's not changing any lyrics and he's not changing any, He's not remixing anything. And right. I guess uh, they're going to release that remastered to the, on, on steroids or something. Right. right. So, I mean, other than my sweet Lord, I, I don't, it's a good album. It's a good album. It's a solid album, but I got to go with band on the run. I was always a McCartney guy anyways. Yeah. A band on yeah. the run. I mean, you start off with band on the run, right? And then it goes into jet. Then you have uh bluebird, Mrs. Vanderbilt, let me roll. Uh, Mama, uh, Mamunia, no words. Picasso's last word and 1985, which is a very underrated song. I don't think that gets played enough. That's a good song, 1985. It's kind of a, that, a different. 
What's that? Is that what, what was that with wings or is that with a uh, pure solo McCartney? Yeah, that was that was with wings. Wings. Okay. That was with wings. Um, you know what? Let me see something. Well, while we're here, let me see if this can uh, give me one second. Uh, da, da, da. Wish I had a Jeopardy tune right here, but I don't. Yeah. Let's see. Uh-huh. McCartney. <laughs> 1985. Let's see. I don't know why it won't come up. Anyways. Yeah, that that's a very underrated song. Very underrated song. So you go with All Things Must Pass? I think, uh, you know, uh, and for me, the uh, the Lennon, what was the, what was the last one? <laughs> um, shit. What's that? John Lennon? The, the John Lennon's last. Uh, last Imagine? Offering. No, it wasn't Imagine. It was. Um, uh, oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. I, again, I wasn't. <laughs> Dave Phillips says, uh, what is life also on all things must pass? Okay. Let's see. Why can't I find this fucking song? Now I'm on it. Bear with me. Yeah. Uh, double double fantasy. That's what it was. Double fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, know, it's not even on there. I thought Ram was good too. Uncle Albert is, uh, to me, a quintessential Beatles song. It's yeah. like when they broke yeah, up, absolutely. I know these guys had a backlog of um, of music that they didn't yeah. release with the Beatles. And Uncle Albert yeah. is, a, it is a quintessential Beatles song with the different, different breakdowns, goes in different directions. Yeah. Um, Ram, if I believe, uh, if, I, if I'm correct, was, it's a good album, and it was originally... Had, had had bad reviews when it was uh, first released. Was, uh, the critics hated it, but then it got you know one of those things where, over time, it got appreciated. Yeah. So, let's see. Is this gonna play? No. There we go. This is such a different. If you listen to that album. Just uh, it's a different type of song. Just the way he sings, and I I just to me it sounds a standout song. I'll probably get this. This will probably get pulled down. (laughs) Yeah, long intro. All right, let me get rid of that because before the fucking Facebook will yank us. I'm curious about that. I want you know about that whole copyright thing. You know, yeah, uh, you know, Facebook's funny with it. It's um, it's I, I've had stuff taken down, then immediately I get a a message saying uh, the copyright has been released, and you're up, but you took my video down. Yeah, you know, immediately. So yeah. let me see. Perry Dedovich says uh, double fantasy. John became what he used to make fun of. On uh, Paul Sappy Love Songs, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't really a big John Lennon fan. 
I think Imagine yeah. is the most fucking overrated song. It's <laughs> it's definitely up there in the top five most mm. overrated songs. Imagine. Hey, they they just beat that shit to death. Any of it. Oh, let's play Imagine. Oh, somebody died. Let's play Imagine. Oh, there's something going on. Let's play Imagine. It's like, all right, all right, we get it. We get it. <laughs> you know? I like Mind Games. Mind Games is uh it's probably my favorite John Lennon song. Or there's uh what's that? I'm not familiar with that, I don't think. I'm not, uh, mind not games? Yeah. Yeah. Keep on playing those mind games. I sing every every uh every episode, so <laughs> <laughs> um let's see. Have you do, what do you listen to? What kind of music do you listen to? Ah, you know, it, it, it really, um, you know, I'm musically schizophrenic, you know, I go from one thing to the next, but, uh, you know, I like, um, well, just like straight ahead rock, you know, mainly, you know, classic rock. Um, you know, I kind of came up <clears throat> in Prague. I'm a Prague guy. Yes. And Emerson, Lake and Palmer and Genesis and, and all that stuff. But, um, you know, but that, that, uh, that just morphs into just 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 rock and roll. I, I you know Mark mentioned Toto, big Toto fan. And if you're not, if you if you haven't kept up with it, because I Toto gets a gets a bad rap because they just think that's eh, Africa. It's if you dig down, it, it, they're, they're monster monster musicians and monster songwriting. So, but uh, you know, and I love I I I swing into into uh, jazz. I, I I listen to a lot of jazz as well. So. A lot of instrumental stuff, you know? Yeah. Any particular yeah. type of jazz? Uh, jazz fusion, like Brazilian so jazz. jazz. Like, I mean, I'll listen to jazz fusion, but it's like a little bit of that goes a long way. You know, um, I, I, I like smooth jazz, you know, um, but uh, Pat Metheny, you know, this type of right. thing. But and, 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 and even just classic, you know, three piece standard jazz, you know, that, that's good, too. But um, jazz, more contemporary type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Jack likes jazz. Jack's into jazz. I I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. There's some that are just like, all right, that's enough of that. But, uh, you know, I do like melody. You know what I mean? You got to put some melody in there. And if you want to go off and, 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 you know, on a, on a 10 minute, uh, you know, improvisation, that's fine. But then come back to the melody because then if you don't, you lost me. You know what I mean? (laughs) The only jazz I like is, and I I just discovered this, a a girl I used to work with, um, Brazilian girl uh, in in customs. And uh, she turned me on to um, Brazilian jazz, which is a different type of jazz. Like this one particular artist, Babel Gilberto. And I guess her father was a big jazz guy down in, in Brazil and that whole genre of jazz and it's more melodic it almost sounds like uh like a a combination of island music and lounge music it's very nice good tempos um yeah i I don't like that and then the piano i never gets me fucking edgy yeah that's rough yeah yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just never really caught on to the jazz thing, man. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned earlier that um, Ram wasn't really an accept wasn't really accepted by the critics. What other? Uh, give me another band or an album 
that kind of suffered that, do you know? Yeah. Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced, apparently was uh, was not met. This is I'm going by uh, Rolling Stone, which, you know, I guess take that with a, a grain of salt. But uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced, 1967, was, uh, was not met um, – was not met well at, upon its first release, you know. What, then, the critics you know, didn't like it? No, no. It kind of went uh, the same route, and I've mentioned this, when uh, Springsteen uh, came out with Nebraska. Um, right. They thought it was kind of a sellout album. He just did these uh, these solo acoustic songs in his, in his basement, and they're like, ah, oh, it's a money grab, and where's the E yeah. Street Band, and you know, why is he doing this? And evidently those were demos that were going that were going to go to the E Street band and be full blown Bruce Springsteen and the E Street band songs, but he's I guess his uh his manager was like, Ah, these these are pretty good on their own. These demos are good on their own. And yeah. so uh he released Nebraska and they 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 the critics just panned it. Thought it was kind of a, yeah. a quick sellout type album, and I I heard it. It's like this is uh, this is pretty different, and I think the the people with that kind of ear appreciated it because it was yeah. way way different than anything he's ever done. And I think a lot of bands suffer that they suffer the, uh, you know, at that album doesn't sound like the other albums, right? Type syndrome. You know, right. what else you got? They feel well. Then, then they 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 feel forced. You know, I was like, well, it's a, it's our bread and butter. We're going to lose our contract. You know, uh, so we've got to make something sound like all the all the other shit that we've done. And then you do that long enough, and then you 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 stop being satisfied with your art, and then you say fuck it all. You know, and you stop producing shit. Yeah, yeah. What else, what other albums do you know of that were? I uh, I got some Neil Young Harvest 1972 apparently uh, uh, was not met uh, very well upon its release. Uh, the songs that they say were just uh, were no good, but turns out to be kind of a classic thing. Oh, it's not kind of. It is a classic <laughs> album. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. definitely a classic album, no doubt. Yeah. Um, Led Zeppelin three had that stigma. Of a what the hell is this album? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Led yeah. Zeppelin three, the pinball machine is right behind me. Ah, look at it, Led Zeppelin nice. three pinball machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My wife got me that. Nice. Yeah, I went down to uh, and I, some people might have heard this story. I wanted to get for for the studio. I wanted to get something different. It's kind of it's also, you know, a movie. It's great. That's an eighty two-inch screen right there and a couple of 51-inch screens. So it's good to watch sports, football, but I got the nice Bose bar, so it's nice to come in here and watch movies and stuff. So I wanted something different, and I had gotten her a 1981 Pac-Man cocktail table game, which is what you saw at bars with the two stools play head-to-head. I got it, and yeah. you'll know where this is down in Cooper City. Some lady sold it to me for like three hundred bucks, right? Nice. Things fucking. It still has the sticker from the 
from the gaming company, the you know the arcade company <laughs> that was leasing it to whoever, and the whole yeah. nine yards. So I was like, I, I, I want to get something. So I, there's a place in Fort Lauderdale that I found. All it does is sells video games and pinball machines and stuff like that. But I, I wasn't really aware of the pinball machine. So I went down there and uh, I was gonna go, going to get a uh, like one of those 500 games in one machines, you know. Yeah, and the yeah. guy was going to give it to me and I'm very, uh, I'm very old school. I like original stuff. Like I didn't want the led screen. I wanted the old analog screen, whatever it was that they used. Yeah. He says, I'm, I'm hooking this machine up. It's a, it's, it's a 1980, you know, blah, blah, blah screen and everything is full. And I was like, great. And so I tell my wife and she says, well, let's go take a look at it. So we get on there. And I asked the guy, you know, how much is it, by the way? And he's like, he said, like, I don't know, $2,000 or something. So, all right, you know, all right. And she she likes it because she likes playing it. So I, I said, let me, do you mind if I look around? And he's like, no, no, no. So I start wandering around the store, which I hadn't done before. And I take a right and I go into this room and there's like 25 pinball machines lined up. Just all lit up. All of them lit up, yeah. and this Led Zeppelin three one was just screaming my name. <laughs> just I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I'm I wasn't into pinball, but I'm like, these things are beautiful. Like this is this is art. These pinball machines are yeah. like pieces of art, right? Right, right. And so <laughs> I'm looking at it, and I, I'm like a kid, you know, in the proverbial candy store, and I'm just like, wow. And I turn around and my wife is standing behind me with the owner of the store. And uh, I look at her with the look. And this is what she said to me. You can have one of them, but you can't have both. Meaning the other machine and the pinball machine. Yeah, right. She goes, you can have one or the other. Yeah. So I asked the guy, how much? He says, five grand. Oof. And I look at my wife and she says, all right, let's go. Wow. <laughs> and had it delivered that day. Wow. She's the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, this is a limited edition and it's like, you know, the whole thing. But uh, it's a, it, it's a beauty and it plays like 12 different songs. Oh, like, do, you, do you play it regularly? or? Yeah, yeah. I haven't played it in a couple. Showing. I haven't played it in a week or two. But oh, okay. uh yeah, it's it's fun to play. Like I said, he has a catalog. It's like twelve songs that are actual wow. Led Zeppelin songs, and the speakers in them boom, and it lights wow. up. And it's oh yeah, it's it's a, it's a great machine. It's wow. a great machine. But yeah, she let that's she great. let me take it home. So that's a good woman right there. But back that's to great. the show. <laughs> Enough about my <laughs> pinball machine. Um, yeah, Led Zeppelin three. Um. You know, coming after Led Zeppelin one and two, and then it being a more folkier kind of uh, mellower album than the other two, the critics were like, "What the hell is this? Like, right. you guys just tore it up, and now all of a sudden you're coming out with this kind of like, what the hell?" But meanwhile, Led Zeppelin three goes on. So to kind of punish them, um, Led Zeppelin four came out with nothing. No name on the cover, 
nothing. It was more like of an anonymous album. And Jimmy Page was like, basically, we did that to 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 fuck with the uh, the critics, you uh, know? Yeah, it's like they knew they didn't they didn't care. They knew they knew what uh, they had, and uh, it actually went on to be their best selling album. I think it sold thirty seven million albums to date. So yeah. Led Zeppelin three, Led Zeppelin three, Led four? Zeppelin four with the one four. where they were. It was a fuck you album to the critics. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, you want to you want to fucking bag on us because we put out that, and that Led Zeppelin three goes on to be a classic in itself. Yeah, right. You know, right. Yeah. But uh, what else? You got anything? Was, any other albums? Yeah. Well, yeah. This one that that makes sense uh, because it's it was not only a, a debut album, but it was just new. The 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 whole Nirvana. Nevermind, uh, 1991 apparently did not meet um, did not meet uh, the the critics' expectations of, of what the, the next thing should be. But I mean, I I was never into Nirvana to be honest with you. And but I guess uh, well, you know, it's it's a it's a classic thing. Uh, it's a classic album now. But uh, but then it's like all right, you know, it didn't it didn't. Uh, it didn't go over so well at first. I guess with the critics, anyway. You know. Yeah, I think what jump started that was was the video. Actually, MTV. They were right. at their they were at their apex. I think at that point, um, and yeah. uh, they were breaking. You know, uh, they they started breaking rap albums. You know, uh, videos mm. with Yo right. MTV Raps kicked that off. But they really st- amped it up in the early nineties, and then you come out with uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit and that video. Right. I mean, the video was just. Uh, it's just such a great video in the gymnasium yeah. and the evidently that. So that guitar, that guitar that he played, which he was in the video for smells like team, team spirit, uh, just sold an auction for fucking $4.3 million. Right. It's yeah, a uh, Perry, Perry actually mentioned this on, on their podcast couple weeks ago oh did he uh, yeah, yeah. he did yeah and that uh yeah the owner of uh jim ursay i think it is the owner of the colts bought that fucking thing yeah yeah it's like that's, that's crazy so what do you do with that you know the, you, you put it in a, in, a, in a glass case and, and you look at it i guess it's like right? people that buy uh, uh uh like rock memorabilia like oh i have uh i have so-and-so shirt it's like okay okay yeah. you know yeah speaking I of mean, shirts i uh I've seen Morrissey a couple times and he's infamous, you know, the, the former lead singer of the Smiths and uh, he has, has a, a rabid passionate fan base uh, as much as he's had a, a few albums that the critics are just, they just pan, but they sell. Um, yeah. And look at Perry says uh, the Smiths, Scott, Mr. Morrissey did the critics like them. Well, they had a hard time with Morrissey on his own. I know that. Um, but the, his albums always sold. As he get older, just like any artist, uh, they start to uh, start to wane in the eyes of critics. But the fans will still uh, buy the albums. But uh, he's he's notorious for at the end of every show, he takes his shirt off and he throws it into the crowd. Like, and you know what that does. It just causes fucking chaos, right? right. So right. 
let me see. What did Mark Smith say? Putting a guitar away and not and not playing it the same as locking a child away alone in a room. The abused guitars need that. Just like I say about albums, people have sent me albums. I play the albums. I have them all displayed very nicely. Albums were made to be played, not to sit in your fucking garage, in your basement, in your attic, just so you can say, I have vinyl albums. Look at me. Mm. I have vinyl. Oh, vinyl albums. I have a whole, yeah, that sit, and you don't even own a turntable, you fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah, I said it. If you own fucking vinyl albums and you don't have a turntable or a stereo to play them on and you're fucking bragging because it's the new thing, now it's back, and you're saying, I have a collection of vinyl albums, you're an asshole. <laughs> you're an asshole, asshole, you're, you're an asshole. A-S-S-H-O-L-E, you're an asshole. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So where was I? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I uh, um, he throws the shirt into the crowd, and I watched it in Miami. We were pretty yeah. close to the stage, and three people had their hands on this shirt, and it became like that. Keep your hand on the pickup truck. The longest one lasting. The last, you know, last one hanging yeah. on wins the truck. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a document, a documentary about uh, one of those contests. It's fucking amazing. Really? You would think it's like, all right, these idiots are putting their hands on a truck and they're just like, you know, it's, it's fucking amazing. This documentary. Yeah. It's gripping. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, you know, these people stand up for like 72 hours. It's fucking, they, and then they, they don't even realize they go to like, you wipe the sweat off the head and they're like, Oh, I just fucking wasted 39 hours. <laughs> Fuck. I was here for 39 hours and I went to my eye was itchy. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would have made it. My eye was itchy. I screamed, what? I had the other hand. No, you didn't. Go to the video. Go to the video. But those those people hung on to that shirt and we were leaving. Like I, I wanted to stick around with my wife. We're just kind of waiting for everyone to leave anyways. It's really at that point, you know, are you going to get out before the crowd? It doesn't matter. Didn't matter. So these people... When they were walking out holding three of them yeah. with this shirt. Yeah. Like, does somebody have some fucking scissors? <laughs> Let's just do this. I want to go. But they weren't letting go, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, Perry says, like the Alice Cooper chicken story, they should have torn the shirt to shreds. <laughs> the fucking poor chicken. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Alice Cooper chicken song, chicken story. Um, yeah, yeah. So let me see Paul's boutique by the, the beastie boys. Paul's boutique suffered the same thing. Although critics like later on were like, no, I said it was good and I liked it. And you know, nah, I remember them going, well, you know, this, this isn't <laughs> like the other album, you know, it was actually very well produced, but there's some songs in there. That are like, how they got away with this. I'm just going to go with with one. I'll pick out one song. It's called The Sounds of Science off Paul's Boutique, Beastie Boys. I loved it. I, I, I thought it was a great album. It was, again, I like those kind of offbeat, off-the-wall type, different sound albums. But this one, The Sounds of Science, contains samples of the following. The end, 
right? Then you got Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band reprise. When I'm 64, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band back in the USSR. And then it has uh, it has Get Up, Get Into It, Get Involved by James Brown. And uh, My Philosophy by Boogie Down Productions and something by Isaac Hayes. It's like I, I think I guess they asked one of the one of the Beastie Boys because the Beatles started. I guess the, the the Apple Records or whoever was in charge of their their uh, the catalog at the time started to sue. You know they started a lawsuit, and they asked one of the guys. I think it was like Mike D. And he they said, "What do you think about uh, you know the Beatles? They're going to sue you." And he said. How fucking cool is that? Getting sued by the Beatles, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was his answer. How fucking cool is that? Yeah, getting cool. sued by right. the Beatles, yeah. like who can say that? That's right? awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So that's uh yeah. I um I read a, a book uh, 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 on the Beastie Boys a few it came out a few years ago. It was great. It was really good. highly recommended. Just a great uh, you know they just talk about their whole careers and 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 just. All the all the all the shit that they went through was really Rick good. Rubin. If it wasn't for Rick Rubin, they, I don't think they would have made it. How far and and how big they made it. Rick Rubin was a hype man. He was a yeah. great producer. He was young back then, so no one really took him seriously as they do today. Now he's an he's an icon, you know, producer. I mean, who wouldn't want Rick Rubin yeah. producing their album? Right. Uh, right. But he used to get, if he saw a camera and a mic, he was in front of it. And he was hyping the Beastie yeah. Boys. And the Beastie Boys were actually uh, disliked by a lot of the, the black rappers back then. Uh, because yeah. of the fact they were white and they were getting all this uh, publicity. But the fact right. is, they as these guys got older, they came back to say, because they, they were fucking good. Yeah. They were just yeah. that good, and that's why we really yeah. didn't like them. Not because they were white right. rappers getting all the the publicity. Yeah. They were good. They were good. Um, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Listen, let's get into. Uh, see, now I can say this without Jack having to uh, climb down my back. Uh, I'll start with this one. Top ten this week in nineteen ninety seven. Nice. So, Yay, yeah, nineteen ninety seven. I had to get it out of the eighties. I had to get out of the eighties. I can stay in that whole decade, but yeah, top 10 in the nineties. So we got top 10 this week, the week of June 8th, 1997. Number 10 in the country was, uh, hard to say. I'm sorry by as yet featuring Peter Cetera, that piece Ah, of shit. Whatever happened to him? Ah, that dude, he, he tried to get all fucking, uppity with the with the with chicago for the uh for the hall of fame he's like i want my brother on the list you know and they were like your brother wasn't really in the band he was just a a musician but he wasn't i want my brother in the rock and roll of or i'm not gonna go really oh yeah yeah i'm not gonna go and next thing you know the uh the band the original members were like all right fuck you you're not coming then and then they did a documentary. Wow. It was like a, I think it's like a four hour documentary on Chicago. I've seen and, it. Uh, it's great. Yeah. And you notice how little Peter Cetera is mentioned in that. That's why I'm saying whatever happened to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
But uh, he had the number 10 in the song in the country. And then number nine yeah. was It's Your Love, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Now, the 90s was when country turned into pop music and everyone's like, it's country music. It's fucking pop music. It's not country music. It's pop music with fucking cowboy hats. That's right. not country music. Country music was Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, right. Berman right. Husky, you know, all yeah. these guys, you know, yeah. George Jones. That was, yeah. it, it, remember back in the day it was called country and Western. Right. Country and Western yeah. music. Yeah. Right. Then they're like country and then fucking Goth Brooks comes along and fucks it all up. <laughs> Goth Brooks. Then he tried, that dude tried to create another persona. He became like this brooding rock guy. And it's like, dude, what yeah. are you doing? We're watching this. Like, we know who you are. He actually <laughs> put out an album under another persona, another name, thinking he's going to fool everybody. And like, what are you doing, dude? Just keep making your fucking barrels of money, your boatloads of yeah. money, dump trucks full of money. Yeah. Don't go yeah. off the reservation. And I don't care that's not politically correct. I'll say right. reservation. The res. Don't go off the res. But I, I give uh, I'll give credit to Faith Hill just because of her legs. Oh, I'm a, yeah, oof, can't argue with her, oof, right? Yeah, not not bad to look at. Uh, let's see. <laughs> well, Number eight. All she has to do is stand there. <laughs> that's it. She don't even fucking sing. Just stand there. <laughs> I don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number eight this week in 1997 was G H E T T O U T. I guess that's supposed to be get out, but the G H E T like ghetto get out. Uh, changing faces. Who cares? Number seven. Uh, you were meant for me. Foolish games by Jewel. By Jewel. Now I've said uh, that uh, Carly Simon has, and Jack gets all uncomfortable when I say she has the greatest mouth in music. All greatest right. mouth in rock um, in music in general. Right. Carly right. Simon and, and Cheryl hey. Crow is number two. Right. Great well, mouth. Carly. Carly Simon's mouth and Faith Hill's legs, and and now we're now we're building. Now you're something. putting something together there. Now That's you're putting it. something Let's have together. Have a plan. So, Jewel, Jewel, not a great mouth with fucking worse teeth. Girl. She Get a grill on her. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, you pretty fixed them. Fucking, it's like each tooth is its own individual thing. It's like, come on, girl. Come on, you, you, you're, you're banging. You got a great body. You got a nice, and then you smile, and it's like fucking looking like the Grinch. Like the fucking, the Grinch smiled, and all his teeth are all jacked up. Yeah. She sings so bad, her teeth are trying to get out of her yeah, mouth. Yeah, teeth are, she sings too good, and the teeth are like, yeah, the, it's distracting. Distracting. Number seven this week in 1997, uh, I belong to you. I roam. I don't care. Number five. That was number six. <laughs> number five. The freshman by the Verve Pipe. Not to be confused with the Verve, right? And uh, number four. Hypnotized by Notorious B.I.G. One of the greatest rap songs ever. Which actually was the beat from that. Uh, is from a Chuck Mangione song, and they took just one little clip. I'm pretty sure it was one so little good? clip from a. Uh, I think it feels was so feels so good. Yeah, just, just that one. That's like the group Len. Steal your sunshine. They made a whole song off of the Andrea True connection. More, more, more. There's a little break in the middle of that song, and 
Len, the group Len, the one hit wonders, the song Steal Your Sunshine is the whole song is that four second clip that they just kind of remastered, reworked. And it was yeah. like, yeah, that shit works because it was a good breakdown in that song. Right. Um, and you know that you know the story behind Andrea True connection and the song no. More, More, More. Andrea no. True, you know, and for people that might not know, you'll know it. More, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She was, a por- <laughs> she was a porn star. Right? She was a porn star and she she writes this song and they produce it. And if you listen to the words, it's actually about her making a porn movie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. If you really want to know how I really feel, get the action going, get the cameras rolling. Yeah. Wow. It's about her making a point. Yeah. Look at that. That's a, did you know? That's wow. a, did you know? Yeah. All right. Nice. Getting back to this <laughs> number three in the, in the, in the U S in, 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 in 1997 this week, that was all fucked up. Let me start that again. Number three this week in 1997 on the U S top 10 show. Say you'll be there by the Spice Girls. That's a waste of fucking time. Yeah. Number two. I like this song. Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Mark Morrison is a British dude. uh, Came out with this song. Smooth. Good looking dude. But uh, just had a knack for finding trouble. After this song, it was his hit. (laughs) Dude ended up fucking up, got arrested, went to jail, and the rest is history. Actually, he just—I just saw a commercial with him in it recently, doing that song. That the commercial used that song, and he was kind of in it. So, hey, listen, I hope you make some money. And then number one this week in 1997 on the U.S. charts was just as bad as the Spice Girls. Hanson, Mbop. Oh, the fuck were they thinking? like oh lord i'm saying that's just like what what is that although you know growing up though we had we had sean cassidy and we had we had shit like that we had the osmond so yeah although i guess i guess you have to guess you have to push it aside every generation has it yeah every generation that whole that whole list that you read there uh the the first week of june 1997 i had my 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 first son was born the previous week so in my defense i had a, a my first kid brand new infant so there was no sleep so i don't know about me you know i, I checked out of, like mark said i checked out on music years with the 90s like I, I don't even know what's going on anymore you know so it's like i don't i i i, I, mean, I only heard of a couple of the those things you mentioned you know that ever you know for years thereafter i had my my head in uh, diapers and all that shit you know well that so. happens and we've talked about that <laughs> the people do they do uh check out at a certain point and it, it's not as easy to follow music when life happens, yeah. you know, you right. start a family, it's you, your priorities change. Uh, let's yeah. see. Um, let me see. Mark Smith. Let's get back to some uh, comments. Mark Smith says, uh, I checked out on, I checked out of music in the nineties, especially country. Yep. See, he checked out, right? Yeah. Perry yeah. Dean. Yeah. That, that whole goth Brooks thing. It was Chris Gaines. It was so stupid yeah chris gaines right and what is that all about i don't know uh, and then as far as is uh 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 jules teeth mark smith said well she was from alaska <laughs> 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 i 
gnawing all that. Exactly. Trying to, trying to gnaw all, all that blubber, right? <laughs> she lived in a fucking trailer park. What do you want? Her to, uh, yeah, she did, I guess. And then, uh, yeah, Perry says, looking for a vomit emoji for uh, Bop. So, and, hey, listen, Mark and Perry, do you guys, uh, you guys got to get a camera. You got to get a camera for your computer. Something you got to come on. I want to have the three of you on. Have like a, uh, uh, not not a free for all because it is a podcast. We have to keep it somewhat under control. But I, I want to see if you guys want to come on. I, I'd love to have you, you Tom, and uh, uh, and Mark. I guess I am talking to Perry. Oh, Mark, Perry, and, and Tom have the have the three of you on, and uh, we could do a show like that too. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. So uh, you guys start gearing up. Stop gearing up. Gear Get up. that gear. Gear up. I've been telling them. Gear, gear up. up. And they do have an in. They, they, I, no, hey, listen, you can drink. You can drink. I'll, I'll put you in check if you get out. Of, if you become the drunk guy on the podcast, I'll, <laughs> the I'll, take, I'll take control. See, I can always do this. See, this is the thing about a live stream. So, so everybody, you see Tom. If Tom's getting out of line, and he's saying, hey, just see you later. I just cut him. I put him in the green room. I'll do that to you, Mark Smith. I promise. You go to the green room. Get in the penalty box. <laughs> go in the penalty box. Three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah, but that just gives us <laughs> three minutes to drink fucking Tito's. <laughs> right. Going on my fifth Tito's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah, yeah. The, the, the both of you, Tom, uh, give them uh, my information. Right? I will. And then it'd be good to have the three of you guys come on. And uh, like I said, gear up. Let's get a, let's get a camera. I suppose they have one on the every computer has one, right? I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. I know they don't have microphones, but that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Two out of four on the podcast. You and me, Tom, we'll have microphones. Well, what what tipped you off on that one, Scott, listening to their podcast? Listen, the podcast is good. The podcast is, they have good, it's good, good content. content. And I knew they knew their shit (laughs) um, just by the comments in, you know, in watching this show. Uh, but then I, I listened uh, t- to an episode the other day, and I was, uh, there's no doubt. I'm not you guys. You guys know your shit. So, uh, yeah, come oh, on. So here's here's a here's a quick a uh, little funny story. I, they they usually do their podcast, Music Relish podcast on uh, on Sunday nights. Um, and so you know you do the podcast Sunday nights. You do whatever if you edit if you do whatever it is blah blah blah, and then it's available Monday mornings, right? So this it's Wednesday now, and so this past Monday I'm waiting for the uh, the publication of the podcast, and I sent a text message to Mark saying, "Well, where's the where's the latest podcast?" And he's like, "I don't know, something happened. I think we lost it." Oh. <laughs> I said, "You just you just lost you just sat there for an hour and a half, and you just lost it." <laughs> Look, I had bad fucking audio two shows ago, and I like I said, I fucking went back the next morning and re-recorded the whole thing. I was insane over that. That drove me crazy. Oh man! And they just—he's like, ah, we lost. It. I don't know. Like Mark Smith says, two, he has two turntables and a microphone. You fuckers! There you go. Well, bring him on the show then, fucker. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> fucker. Bring him on. Bring him on next time. I don't know what Jack's status is next week. I, I will keep you guys informed, but it might be as soon as next week. So. uh it, they're good at commenting. Let's see them on the live stream. Ah, let's see how good they are on the live stream. 
not behind right. a, a podcast where it's recorded and there's like no one really watching, no one, not that anyone really watches, anyways. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this does get this gets a lot of reviews though. That's live streams are yeah. funny. It's not like a podcast with the downloads. You usually, do live streams and you get a lot of um, uh, views, like oh yeah, after views. It's called yeah, oh, yeah, because not everybody's cool. going to be in front of their computer at eight o'clock at night. Actually, right. the Celtics game is coming on, so I got to move on here. I think it's All already right. on. Yeah. All right. This day in music, 1963. The Crystals, uh, Dadu Ron Ron, peaked at number three in the U.S. singles chart, produced by Phil Spector, who used a multi-track recording system to build the song layer upon layer to achieve a result that became known as the Wallace Sound. Backing musicians included Glenn Campbell on guitar, Leon Russell on piano, Hal Bain on drums, and Nino Tempo on sax. On this day in 1967... Procol Harum were at number one in the UK single chart with the whitest shade of pale. Do they have another song? Like, is there, do they have any other song other than whitest shade so. of pale Procol Harum? I don't think so. I'm not aware it was, of it. <laughs> it was the group's only UK number one. It was their, their only number one anywhere. In 2004, the song was named the most played record of the past 70 years. More than 900 recorded versions by other artists unknown. On this day in 1967, the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band went to number one in the UK, costing $42,500 to produce. The album was recorded over 700 hours of studio time. It was also the first album to print the lyrics on the sleeve. Wow. Interesting, yeah. The album spent 27 weeks at number one in the UK chart. On this day in 1969, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and Charlie Watts visited Brian Jones at his home in Cotchford Farm, to discuss his future in the group. The Stones later issued a press statement saying Brian was leaving the group. <laughs> that <laughs> meeting that didn't a, go well. It was, a, it was a short discussion, I guess. That didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. On this day in 1974, David Bowie started a four-week run at the top of the UK charts with his third number one album, Diamond Dogs. The cover art features Bowie as a striking half-man, half-dog, grotesque-painted uh, uh, grotesque painting painted by Belgian artist Guy Pallad. I don't think it was grotesque. I thought it was a pretty cool album cover. Uh, it was controversial as the full painting clearly showed the hybrid's genitalia. Very few copies of this original cover were made. Uh, made their way into circulation at the time of the album's release. So that's a very, very rare album. <clears throat> that's one of those albums worth it's worth some money. Uh, 1970, this day in 1974, Dolly Parton was at number one on the U.S. country chart with I Will Always Love You. Elvis Presley indicated that he wanted to cover the song. Parton was interested until Presley's manager, Colonel Tom Parker, told her that I was that it was strand, uh, standard procedure for the songwriter to sign over half of the publishing rights to any song Elvis recorded. Dolly Parton refused. I, al I Will Always Love You later became a worldwide number one hit with Whitney Houston in 1992. It certainly did. Yeah. On this day in 1974, Paul McCartney and Wings, speaking of, uh, went to number one in the U.S. single shots with Band on the Run. There you go. There you go. <laughs> George Harrison unwittingly contributed the first line of one, of, the, uh, of one part of the song, If We Ever Get Out of Here, when he said it during one of those many Beatles business meetings. <laughs> uh, on, this day in, on this day in 1985, Tears for Fears, going to see them tomorrow night, Started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with Everybody Wants to Rule the World. 
the group's first number one in, uh, and in 1986, the song won the best single at the Brit Awards. Band member and co-writer Roland Orzabal argued that the song deserved to win the Ivor Novello International Hit of the Year Award, claiming that the winner, 19 by Paul Hardcastle, no, 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 19, no, 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 19. That song's stupid. <laughs> it was an actual song. It wasn't an actual song, but only a dialogue collage. That was a, oh, it's a Vietnam song. It's, it's, shut up. No, no, 19. <laughs> stupid. All right. Again, back on this day in 1980s. This is weird. This shit's weird right here. On this day in 1987, Yogi Horton a session drummer with Luther, with Luther Vandross jumped to his death from a 17th floor hotel window. Having told his wife, he was tired of living in the shadow of Vandross. Like what the fuck? You're a drummer. He's a singer songwriter. What was that? What was uh, that was 1980. You said 1987. He was, he was, uh, Vandross was fat then. Everybody was in the, his shadow at that point. Oh, there oh. you go. <laughs> Thank you. There it is. Thank you. I, I Thank don't you. even know what my fucking song is. <laughs> I like the fat Luther better, personally. Yeah, absolutely. On this day in 2008, Rolling Stone magazine published a list of top 50 guitar songs of all time. Number five was Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones. Number four, You Really Got Me by the Kinks. Number three, Crossroads by Cream. Number two, Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix. And number one, Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. I don't know about all that. But, uh, Rolling Stone, anyways. I think they, they, they think too much of themselves. Right. All right. Born on this day, June 8th in 1940, Nancy Sinatra. We know who she is. She was a hottie. Sure. She was a hottie. Yeah. Them boots, that mini skirt. Right. Those, yeah, those legs were good over on top of those boots. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's no Faith Hill, but okay. She was a hottie, right. though, in her own way. Yeah. That's it. Born in this day in 1944, Boz Skaggs. If Carly Simon's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Boz Skaggs should be in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's what I'm Absolutely. saying. Boz Skaggs should be in there. If Carly Simon is in there, Boz Skaggs should be in the Rock and you Roll know, Hall of Fame. You know, Scott, it's funny. I, I thought about this a lot because there's a lot of discussion about the Hall of Fame. And uh, you can, I mean, you can uh, go back and forth on who you think deserves to be in the, in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, it's if you use references, if you use a Carly Simon as a reference, you know, I mean, doesn't everybody have to be in? <laughs> I don't know. It's so uh, silly. Carly yeah. Simon, I, I don't know. She had a good career, but not a. But that was all inclusive, being an inclusive bullshit, yeah. you know, not of women. So let's get her in. I mean, like I yeah. said, when we were talking about it on one of the episodes, she has like five greatest hits albums. But they're all repackaged, same songs. They add a couple right. of new ones in there. Who has five greatest hits albums? Does she have five albums? I mean, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I think she does, but I mean, to add five <laughs> Greatest hits albums in there. Come on, lady. Yeah. That's the record yeah. company. It's not really her, but still yeah. at the greatest mouth of music. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, we'll see her at the right. Hopefully, we'll see her at the uh, induction ceremony. I don't think they did it yet, did they? No. No. And mm -hmm. finally, born on this day in 1962, 
Nick Rhodes, keyboards, keyboardist for Duran Duran. And that's the show, Tom. Hey. Well, thank you, you very much for having me on. I, it was yeah, fun. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. We got to yeah. get the gang on here next time. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a uh, gotta talk a, them a into it. I, I don't know yeah, if they I'll do they have it. to be talked into it. I think they they should. They comment enough. I don't know. Yeah, just fucking think, come on. I think I think they're itching to get on. I'm calling them out. I'm calling <laughs> them out, and and and, and right. I'll plug I'll plug their their, their podcast music relish. Then <laughs> yep. it's a good podcast. They know this yeah. stuff. They know this. They're just gonna get some microphones. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Don't, 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 you know, don't hate the messenger. Don't kill me. They you know they do know this shit though. I'll give them that. I was, I listened to it. I, li- I think it was the last episode. They, and I think they mentioned you in there, didn't they? Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure I, I, they always do. I, I get in. Yeah. I, everybody mentions me somehow, whether it's uh, <laughs> positive or negative, you know, <laughs> that's it. That's it. All right, buddy. I don't know what's what's what Jack's status is next week, All but right. uh, we'll. Uh, well if anybody I, wants to uh, wants to uh, break away from music discussion, please visit my podcast. Uh, going yes. postal with Tom Spillane. Yes, going postal. It's 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 nice episodes, not you know drawn out like this show, like this <laughs> podcast. Gets right to the point. Tells good stories. Mine's the my favorite's the mayonnaise story. <laughs> That's the first still, one. You got to move on from there. Move I, I, on. But I liked it. I liked it. I, I listened to. I forget the other one I listened to, but I like the mayonnaise story. It's just because I'm a mayonnaise guy. But we've already I, beat that horse. I just put. I just put a, an episode out the other day, and uh, I I started going a little postal. You know, things start hitting home a little little much. You know, like uh, you start talking about uh, uh, divorces and losing money. Uh, oh, now 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 I'm starting triggered. to get a little shaky talking about. It. <laughs> triggered. He got triggered. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, All I'm right, going to go watch the uh, Celtics game. And uh, right. this, this podcast, uh, I always, uh, like I always say, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. You guys are the engine that runs this machine. Without you, it would just be me, me and Tom having a conversation. And, well, there's no pizza involved. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He does buy a good pizza. I'll give him that. Tom buys a good pizza. <laughs> And that's like the second time I've had pizza in Florida. So but it wasn't bad. It's, it's not bad. bad. It's not bad. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand the New York pizza being better than this pizza than that pizza. You can buy a, You can find a good fucking pizza in Nebraska. I'm sure, sure. South Dakota sure. just depends on who's making it and what they, what they make it with. But it's the water. It's the water. It's the You're going to get the New York water. Ah, right. ah. New Jersey water. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so Mark Smith, Perdinovich, you've been you've been uh, notified that uh, you will be on the show. So, not not that I can make them. Anyways, anyways, back to the ending. Like Jack says, I have long outros. <laughs> and uh, everybody, if you like it, share it. If you don't, well, I'm sorry about that. We try, and uh, I will see you next week. I don't know Jack's status, but uh, we will uh, we'll be here. I'll be here. All right, everybody. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, you got thanks, it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. All right. All right. Out. Peace. All right. Take care.